0: Onus Playhouse presents Serene Dominic Gets Played. With your hosts Serene Dominic and Steve Asenna. Hey, this is Serene Dominic. I'm flying solo here. Uh, I've given Steve and Nino the night off. And I'm drinking nothing stronger than um, water uh, to go through these bonus tracks with you. Um, uh, There's a couple of bonus... There was four bonus tracks that were put on CD editions of Speculation as hidden tracks. One of them, uh, which we played on the last podcast, Wearing Out My Welcome, um, sort of epitomizes the whole dynamic of uh, hidden tracks you know you know you you wanna it's almost like you l- want to leave the impression of 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 leaving people want wanting more but sneaking it in so that they can get it maybe two minutes later than they thought the record was done and then they get a big bit jolt I'll never forget that uh the hidden track on uh never mind I think we had a dinner party and then the we were just playing it uh, uh, I guess we were playing, playing, playing the CD, and it just finished, and we were sitting around eating and talking, and all of a sudden it was like the, the turntable started to turn, started to uh, you know wake up and 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 act on its own, you know like yeah, it was that was great, <laughs> I love that bonus track, anyway, uh, this is wearing out my welcome.
1: Did my eyes linger too long?
0: weirdly enough i think the model for that song for me was rescue me by fontella bass you know how it kind of just ends with just the bass at the end of it um other than that um i think that i guess i think i might have said already five times it's self-explanatory it's like yeah you don't want to wear out your welcome but as long as they're hidden bonus cuts you're not you're not being a Bore. you're not being the bore at the party that, you know, won't put the acoustic guitar down. Um the next song is called Juggernaut and it's a bit of an, an uh, I can't even say the word. Anomaly for me because it's a spoken word recording. Uh it's kind of like one of those you remember those designer uh, ads, uh commercials, uh those designer fragrances like Calvin Klein's Anxiety, you know, Obsession. That kind of thing, so I kinda of did the whole thing like it was um you know a fragrance commercial for juggernaut <laughs> it was it was based on a dream that I had that i was uh, I was uh betraying the trust of a best friend by uh um you know letting his girlfriend come on to me or whatever you know. I was trying to, I was trying to resist in the dream, but then I, you know, I, I, my temptation was too strong or whatever, and I gave in. so, but in, none of this has its place in reality, I mean, I don't even think I have the best friend at this point, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but I did have a dream, it was a dream about somebody uh, whose trust I was betraying, and I, I don't know what it who it was, but I woke up in a cold, cold sweat, bam, 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 Eh! and I wrote this, uh, I wrote this, uh, poem about it, or just maybe, I don't know, maybe I just had the music and I said, this needs something, and, uh, you know, of course, you take poetic license, and, uh, I threw in lines about burning pictures of Saint Margaret, you know, I have no idea what Saint Margaret did, um, so I don't. Um, maybe she's the patron saint of uh, padded bras or something. But anyway, um, um, yeah, this is a really strange cut to to come up as a bonus cut. Um, it would have made a strange cut on the album too. I, I I don't know. You know, I'm rethinking this now after we did our 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 look back at the album. I mean, there's certain things I think that maybe I would that I was maybe mo- a little bit more enamored with at one time that I don't think are so good I mean if I'm trying to make uh, a case that I have a record as good as um rumors you I don't think you could put a song like juggernaut on. <laughs> But anyway here it is
1: Juggernaut cry yourself to sleep.
0: pleasured myself with this woman in the room when
1: nothing happened. <sighs> the next time you came to me in a dream the painting of Saint Margaret was in the fire. The room was on fire. You were on fire. I could no longer deny it. had crossed an imaginary line. I turned away now in
0: up the next morning and the sun was shining again. I reveled in my small moral victory of inaction. Knowing full well that the love I had for you was real. And I was able to bury it in the nothingness of my heart. In the nothingness of
1: my heart. In the nothingness of my heart.
0: In the nothingness of my heart. In the in the of my heart. Okay. So we're getting we're <laughs> we're getting a little bit more personal on these on these songs. And maybe that, you know, maybe that's why they were bonus sets. Maybe I didn't want to put them out because they were personal. Like like this song, for instance, um was uh, a song I wrote about my my son Debbie. Uh at the time he would have been about 7 and our relationship was uh, at the time we were jamming a lot because he was playing the drums a lot, and we'd make up songs, so in the folder with the songs from Speculation, there's a bunch of songs that we did together, which I'm not going to play for you, but there would be things like, songs like Lockdown, and uh, I Don't Want Another Time Out, and a lot of songs, I mean, I would let him pick the titles, and he would, he would. a lot of times we'd write a lot of songs about Spider-Man, or somebody like that. Um, but one time, um, you know, I guess when when he, when he was very demonstrative about loving me, he wrote me a note that said and he may be this may have been earlier than seven, may have been like about four or five. He wrote me a note that said, "I love you more than the town," and in his you know in his child world, childlike world, to him the town was the biggest thing going. You know, I mean, maybe it's like I love you more than the whole world. But you know, when you're a uh so which is really sweet, you know, okay, I love you more than the biggest thing that I could imagine. But then again, um, you know, on days where you're not feeling feeling loved, you know, by the by the people around you, you could hear that and say, Well, I love you more than the town who doesn't love you at all <laughs> You know, maybe they don't. Uh, but anyway, this particular song was written after I had to be the dad and say no and, you know, admonish him. And then I would have probably gotten a note where, you know, he would draw a picture of him with his arms folded or something. I don't know. I know he'd, he had those kind of passive-aggressive <laughs> drawings. Uh, But, I mean, nothing, nothing touched me more than that note that said I love you more than the town, so I tried to write a song uh, for him about it, and maybe someday you'll hear it and get very embarrassed by it, but maybe not, so, anyway, this, uh, this would have been a nice ending to an album, you know, probably should have been, could have been the last of the bonus cuts, but then there's one cut that is just so desolate and disturbed uh, that I think that was is, is the natural progression Of bonus cuts Anyway, uh, I love you more than the town
1: of Like every father tells say
0: Uh, I think so far I think we 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 have some songs here that even Steve would would have liked. Uh, um, but but um, so maybe I should have waited to do a bonus cut uh, podcast with him. But um, they uh, uh, we're reaching the the point where there are some songs that maybe he wouldn't like so much. So if we were doing a regular podcast, he'd he'd leave the room and and I don't know make coffee or something. Go get a seltzer. Um, this next song, uh, "The Loners Code," I don't. I have no idea where this is. This came from, but it was definitely a song written where I was feeling low, and it was either I'm very lonely and like that I didn't have any friends, or you know n- nobody loved me or whatever. Uh, and then I made my bed and I was gonna lie in it, and it, it's made. W- more even more lonesome by the fact that you could hear kind of hear children playing outside <laughs> that are being picked up by the reverb so it's kind of like it's kind of like as tears go by but a, a, an audio <laughs> a, an audio uh dramatization of it I mean you could actually hear kids i think it was maybe maybe debbie debbie was here with his friend and they were playing in the yard and I was just like that was one of those days. I was a single parent and no with a, with no friends. Whatever. I don't know. When you listen to these things years and years later, you can't. You really can't re- recall too well what the impetus it was for, for being so lonesome. But um, this usually this usually ended uh, ended most of the um, um raising into bonus cuts. It just kind of just. Collapses into a halt, and then if you had a CD, it would wear up again to twenty-seven ninety-one, and then you'd be all upbeat again. But things, things worked its way to this one, and uh, it's called the Loners Code.
1: This is something that the demons make it show will never come.
0: Loneliness was waiting in the house that never became
1: home. No one knows and no one In to save my soul, the trail's gone cold, go. this alone as cold. one's racing to save my soul help me
0: Okay so on the Bandcamp page there is an uh, a collection of songs called Box City 4 that goes from the years 2008 to uh 2000 uh 18 uh 2009 to 2018 and uh so far uh I love you more than the town juggernaut and the lonest code they're all on there but uh this one this one isn't this is a song called Much Too Much Woman. Uh I think I asked my friend Peter Gilstrap who's sometimes known as recording artist to uh to write write me words to the song. Um I, I don't know if I gave him the title. But anyway, I was trying to write some kind of uh funky Wilson Pickett type of song. Um
1: it's a, a Cooks,
0: uh, I get, I listen to it and I, I hear that there's something missing, and I don't quite know what it is, <laughs> and that's probably why I didn't consider it a finished song, even finished enough to put on an album of uh, loose end songs like Box City Four. So uh, uh, I have a listen to it. It's it's not available anywhere else and it probably won't be maybe, maybe this would be the kind of thing i could see going back and sort of trying to finish but uh you know life's too short i think it's gotta stay just the way it is because you're much too much woman um uh, you got a skyscraper wig i think that was one of the li- one of the lyrics um yeah so a song that, that you'll you'll find nowhere else Another song you won't find anywhere else was, um, one of the songs that did make it onto speculation was this song called Music I Want to Thank You. This was an early draft of it that was done completely a cappella, and, uh, uh, it's just, it's just really odd. I mean, it, it just sonically wouldn't, wouldn't have fit on the record at all, um, but it would have been jarring to it would have could have been a really good hidden track and so uh uh I, I i listen to it now and there's like about two you know it would have taken probably about another 20 man hours to make it perfect and i just i just gave up uh <laughs> um You can hear one or two of the voices of like flat all the way through. So what I did was, I I mean, I did a track with, I guess, a bass guitar and drums and then um, eliminated all those and tried to um, emulate them vocally and it kind of, sort of, doesn't work. But anyway, (laughs) it's pretty fun to listen to. Give a listen to music. Uh, I want to thank you the original version.
1: You see, I want to thank you for Making the world well just best in who I am You see, I'm giving you my all, all of my spare time, all the spare change in my When I was young I hear a song you write to Did I
0: say twenty like man hours? It would probably be more like eight hundred man hours to fix that up. <laughs> it's pretty it's it's how they say
1: it's a little pitchy.
0: Um I don't know, someday I, someday I would like to try to do an a cappella thing again, but you know. I mean you have to put all your discipline in it. Not when you're trying to crank out an album for the RPM Challenge in the in the context of a month. You don't really have time to fine-tune something like the a cappella version of music. Uh, and that takes us to the end of this album. Join us next time where I reconvene with Steve, and we're going to look at an album. um, The one, two, three, four, the fifth in the series of seven or eight albums I did for the RPM Challenge. Recording a whole album from start to finish in the month of February, and it's um an album uh, that was has all songs written about that take place in the office, specifically specifically the um the office I worked in at the time of writing it in 2014. Uh, more more about that on the next podcast. Um, I'm gonna go and get myself a nice celta. And uh, we'll reconvene with Steve uh, in a few weeks' time. Thank you again for indulging me and in, uh, me talking through my uh, traumatic discography. <laughs> and, you know, as many of you uh, as are interested, I'm happy to or- get organized myself so I can put all this music into context for when I'm not here. And uh, actually, it's kind of fun listening to music uh, and talking about it in between songs. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll do some other kind of podcast where it's it's not always about me. But anyway, the podcast is Serene it gets played, so it is all about me. And thank you uh, for indulging. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.